Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We've been going through 1 Peter, so let's resume where we were in chapter 4. Remember in the last episode we saw, beginning with verse 12, that he told us not to be surprised at the fiery ordeal uh, which comes about. And he says, it comes upon us for your testing. There's some strange thing were happening to you. He says, why are you surprised by this? And then verse 13, he says, to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ... Keep on rejoicing. And when you go and examine the word to see what is meant by the sufferings of Christ, you see that he suffered, but he was sinless in the midst of it. He didn't suffer because of things that he uh, did <clears throat> of a sin nature. No. But you keep on rejoicing because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the kingdom, even though that may bring suffering. He gives more insight into it in verse 14. So listen to this. First Peter 4, verse 14. If you are reviled... For the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. That right there is a great promise. So if you're reviled, if you're spoken against, if you are attacked, okay, whatever it may be, whatever form of suffering or persecution or tribulation or affliction that comes and that this is happening for the name of Christ, okay, you are blessed now, for the name of Christ, that's really interesting. A lot of times we think we're suffering in the name of the Lord. In other words, uh, we're suffering because we believe that you should um, sing out of hymnals rather than singing off a wall. Okay? Seriously, something as flippant as that, or something as insignificant as that, uh, we think that that's suffering. That's not suffering. What he's talking about is for the name of Christ because of the fact that you are a believer and because Jesus is who he is, that people are attacking and reviling. If that is happening to you, if they're making fun of you, okay, if they're besmirching you, if you're not being promoted at work, if all these kind of things because of the name of Christ, then you are blessed. Isn't that a great promise? You are blessed. Why? Because the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. The very spirit of the most high God rests on you in the midst of those times. And that's the reason that quite often, there's been, well, most of us could testify to this, how there's such a peace that is upon us in the midst of such circumstances. It's because the spirit of glory is with us. Now, look at the next two verses. It's one sentence right here. Uh, I love how Peter does this. 1 Peter 4, 15. Make sure, okay, that means that we have a role. We have a responsibility. There's something that we're to do here. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. <laughs> Whoa. So that's why the reason I can sit there and say, that this reviling for the name of Christ isn't the type of thing that so often we associate it with, okay? They say, no, make sure that you don't sin. Make sure that you're not suffering. In other words, if you're a murderer, you've killed somebody, and you're suffering, you're incarcerated, or you're under punishment, that's not what he's speaking about. He says, make sure that you don't do these things. Make sure that you don't murder. Make sure you're not a thief. Make sure you're not an evildoer or a troublesome meddler. 
You know, sometimes, uh, quite often in the scripture, you see these lists of things, and uh, you'll see a list of horrific sins. Uh, uh, you see this in Romans, in Romans chapter one, I believe, where it's just all these horrible sins, and then it says, "and disobedient to parents." In other words, there would be something here that, in our mind, seems to be not of the level of sin of everything else, but that's not the way it is in the Lord's mind. Here he says, murder, a thief, evildoer, troublesome meddler. If you're a meddler and you're a meddler who seeks to cause trouble just to inject things in, just to make things and stir the pot, as they say, he says, see to it that you don't do it and make sure you're not suffering. And then he continues the sentence in verse 16. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name, but it's a glorified God in this name. We are to bring glory to God in everything we do, but especially if we're suffering in the name of Christ. If we're suffering in the name of Christ, we're not to be ashamed. We're to bring glory and to give glory to God and to realize it is for the glory of God. Quite often people have questions about things and wonder about things, particularly uh, related to suffering, related to why things happen, this and that. And uh, sometimes people say, well, you shouldn't ask those questions. And, uh, and you know, I sort of understand that, but that's wrong. Other times people say, <coughs> well, it's okay to ask those questions, which is entirely true. What's really disheartening is when you see somebody and hear somebody say, well, you should be able to ask questions to God and say, you know, whatever you want to, and then come back and give you a litany of questions. Well, don't go down that rabbit hole and don't ask those questions. I mean, I've actually heard that of late, you know. And you go, don't you hear the inconsistency right here? No, no, no. That's not what's being spoken of. We, uh, we are not to be ashamed. The bottom line is everything is to bring glory to God. Uh, remember the example um, happened in Jesus' life. I can't remember if the guy was blind. I think he was blind if he was lame. But I believe he was blind. Had been blind about 40 years, right around there, 38 to 42 years. Had been blind that long. And uh, the religious leadership was trying to set Jesus up. And, uh, you know, they asked him, uh, who sinned? Okay, who sinned? Was it this man or was it his parents? Because the understanding and the thought was, well, uh, somebody here has sinned to cause this uh, physical condition, this physical malady in uh, this man's life that he had had his entire life, four decades, okay? And you remember what Jesus' response to that was? He said, neither this man nor the parents. So he said, neither one of them had sinned for this to occur in this man's life for his whole life. But then he tells them why. But that the glory of God might be revealed. Now, you know, we simply just don't understand that. I can understand it to a degree. And I know I can see how the world will come back and even believers come back and say, well, that's not fair. How dare God allow something to happen like that for four decades uh, before anything is done with it? Well, here's the bottom line. Something was done with it. <laughs> and the Lord did heal him. But it was in his timing and in the way that would bring the greatest glory to God. And that's what verse 16 is talking about. If anyone suffers as a Christian, he's not to be ashamed, but it's to glorify God in this name, in the name of the Lord. I think it would actually change <coughs> the way we do a lot of things 
if we uh, just kept it in the forefront of our mind, whenever we encounter things, if we just remembered, Lord, what is it that's occurring here and what's happening that will bring you the greatest glory? Even in the midst of troublesome things, even in hard things, even in times of uh, when people are reviling us or attacking us or even physically harming us, Lord, what will bring you the greatest glory? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time.